Thank you, Madam Chairman and friends of Abe Lincoln. You know, short speeches are the most challenging. And nobody knew this better than President Lincoln. Uh, he, I read once that he was asked on no notice to fill in for a speaker at an event. And Lincoln said, well, how long do you want me to talk? And the host said, why do you ask? And Lincoln said, if you want two hours, I'm ready right now. If you want two minutes, I need some time to prepare. <laughs> and anybody who's had to give a lot of speeches knows what he meant. That if you want to say something of any importance in a few words, it takes some work. Uh, I, I made a personal goal uh, just a, a month ago to keep my second inaugural speech to the length of Lincoln's second inaugural. Now, many Lincoln scholars believe that Gettysburg is his second best, uh, greatest oration. And uh, I happen to agree. His second inaugural is a masterpiece, and it is just barely 700 words long. And I tried, and I tried, and I tried, and I, I missed by 13 words. <laughs> but when I thought about it, that was only appropriate. Because uh, none of us, certainly not I, could ever approach Lincoln's wisdom. We couldn't match his eloquence, and so it was only right that I couldn't match his brevity either. But I'd like to say a few things about this very large subject and this largest of men in just a few words this morning. It occurs to me that uh, 2009 is a very good time, a very uh, important time for us to celebrate this birthday because our nation, our culture, really needs to revive and renew its appreciation of greatness. Even its sense, the very concept of human greatness, which Lincoln has so very few uh, Americans or humans uh, ever did embody. In today's culture, uh, too often uh, our attention is drawn to people whose talent is, um, however real, is of the unimportant variety. They can sing, or they can dance, or they can dunk. Sometimes we pay all our attention to people of much talent and no character. People who may be able to do something we admire and wish we could do, but uh, are not the kind of people we want, you want your children to grow up to be like, or the children here to imitate. And, and in this culture, very often, we spend our time paying attention to people of no talent and no character, who are famous only uh, for the modern phenomenon of being famous. And meanwhile, in places in our society, in the academy and elsewhere, people of no particular talent uh, seem to take it as their mission to denigrate greatness, to demean it, to, uh, in one uh, uh, unfortunate usage, deconstruct it, and to suggest that really uh, greatness never walks among us. If you look closely enough, there are just huge imperfections and flaws, and everybody was a, uh, who appeared to be great was simply um, uh, acting out some historically determined uh, fate. Um, no. Abraham Lincoln and his birthday remind us that occasionally giants do walk among us. 
Yes, you know, Lincoln was born not only in the same year, but on the same day as Charles Darwin. And someone recently wrote, I thought this was so uh, insightful, that uh, in the sweep of human history, Lincoln was vastly more important because someone else would have figured out evolution. In fact, others already had begun to do that. But for Lincoln, there would be no United States of America. The Union would have broken asunder and not been put back together. And the last best hope of freedom on Earth would have flickered out even before it caught fire as it now has. Only in our history, in my judgment, is he rivaled by Washington. No Washington, no country. No Lincoln, no permanent union. And so, at a time in which our young people and our not-so-young people need to remember and study true greatness, maybe as never before, when it is dangerous not to look for greatness and try to understand it and appreciate it and revere it, comes Lincoln's birthday, just in the nick of time. Abe Lincoln and we people have spent now a century and a half trying to define his greatness, but certainly elements of it we can all see. He was relentless in the pursuit of the good, tireless in attempting to do what he saw to be his, his mission, to save the Union and to bring true freedom to our country. For all that passion, he was humble and self-critical, almost to a fault, as great leaders must be. He was incredibly forgiving of those who slighted him, even of his enemies, in a, in a way that faith teaches us to be, but is almost impossible to sustain. And he always, always summoned those around him and our whole country, as he does today, to respond to the better angels of our nature. When we study greatness, when we study Lincoln, when we celebrate his birthday, we remind ourselves of the importance of our own humility. We know we will never be or approach the qualities of Lincoln, but we can imitate them now and then. We can teach them to our children. And so when we celebrate the birthdays of great people, and this man almost uniquely in our history. We make of ourselves better people, and it is only a better people that better nations are made. Thanks to Connie and all those who have brought us together today, let's make sure that this state, in which the greatest Americans, talent, and character were formed, celebrates his bicentennial as does no other. Thank you very much.